Hey friends, welcome to Friday, October the 21st, and thanks for joining me for today's episode of Enough for Today. We wrap up our week in Psalm 64, and we wrap up at the turn of the psalm, and um, maybe we'll finish it, who knows? We've got four verses here, and so thanks for joining me for Friday. I hope you've had a good week. We are planning a wonderful weekend. We're in the middle of Emmanuel Global, and the theme this weekend is media, so uh, you pray for a great, great Sunday and some very special things that are in uh, motion. I also uh, would ask you to pray for me personally, um, teaching a lot today, tomorrow, uh, and then Sunday, and just need wisdom and grace in it and um, asking God to, uh, to bless. So I sure appreciate your prayers. And I hope we will see you on Sunday at Emmanuel and uh, that you'll just pray for us through the weekend and, and, and join us as we continue to grow forward. Psalm 64, we wrapped up into verse 6 yesterday. David kind of brings the profile, the negative uh, description of his enemies to a, a close at the end of verse 6. And by contrast now, so he has asked God to hear his prayer. And then verses uh, 3 through 6, he's describing what his enemies are doing, and he lays that out to God. And now here's his uh, sense of response, or uh, maybe his his counter view. But God, and I just, just pause right there, okay? And this is just the best. I mean, sometimes just one or two words out of Scripture change everything. So verses 3, 4, 5, 6, you've just got the most terrible diabolical situation. You've got people that have literally given every waking moment, every word, every bit of their energy. They've sold themselves to do evil and to destroy you. Okay, They're just plotting. They're planning. They're trying to find ways. But two words change David's perspective and two words change yours and mine. But God. And it just immediately brings to mind the verse, if God be for us, who can be against us? Once you enter the God factor into your side of the equation, everything else is overcome. Like there's not a single hope for an enemy, for an opposition, for anything to to overwhelm or overcome God. So it just changes everything. It reminds me of the story of Daniel in Daniel 1. Uh, Daniel, you know, taken hostage, loses his name, loses his identity, loses his, uh, his, his sexuality, manhood. He doesn't have the ability to procreate. He'll never have a family now. He's lost his homeland, and he's um, enslaved in Babylon, and he's a leader in training because he's brilliant. Um, and in the middle of all that, he's going to be forced to eat meat offered to idols, and he purposed in his heart. He just had to make a decision about a line he would not cross in honor to God. And I love the first two words of verse 9. Now, God. So you've got the king operating. You've got Daniel responding, but deciding to honor God. And then you've got now, God. And that's kind of what we're here to see in verse 7. But, God. Think about how terrible the situation is in verses 3, 4, 5, and 6, and how everything changes on that little hinge of but God. And look at what God's going to do. He's going to shoot them with a, an arrow, okay? <laughs> so where's this imagery come from and why? Well, 
First of all, the imagery is words. Secondly, the imagery is being pierced and shooting an arrow. He's already used that imagery in verse 3 and verse 4. And so God's, God's got a bow. God has a word. And uh, he, he can shoot an arrow too. But he's got a bigger bow and he's got a bigger arrow. And his word is absolutely authoritative. And he spoke the worlds into existence by his word. So when God chooses words, they're, they're powerful. When God, God chooses words, they're authoritative. Uh, when God chooses words, they are transformational. And they are overwhelming and victorious. He speaks his will into existence. And so God's got an arrow. God's got a bow. He's going to shoot them. And suddenly they shall be wounded. Uh, it's going to be sudden. God's going to sweep in and deal with David's enemies. And he knows they will. And it's going to bring them down. Verse 8. So they shall make their own tongue to fall upon themselves. God is going to... God is so powerful, he can take the words and the diabolical plotting and energies of the enemy and turn it around so, it, like, like a boomerang or like whiplash, it, it, it lashes back on them and they fall into their own trap. They get hit by their own arrows. They, uh, their own tongue falls upon them, crushes them. All that see them shall flee away. So David's saying they're going to lose. They're going to lose to their own traps. They're going to lose to God's word, God's authority. He's got an arrow. He's got a bow. And they're going to ultimately lose all of their alliances. They're going to be powerless and destitute and alone. Um, and I'll, I want to pause there because I want to leave you, I want you thinking today about these two words, but God. Now, I know you want to see the resolution to your problem the healing, the deliverance, the breakthrough, uh, the open door. Um, but just remember whose side you're on and who's on your side. But God shall. Hasn't happened yet, but God, it will. So happy Friday. Pray for us this weekend. We'll see you Monday.